Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the NQ podcast. This is episode number four, and this one is an exciting one because I get to talk to Ari Neiman, who is a event host and talent from the Philippines who exploded onto the esports and the Dota 2 scene through his work with ESL at the 2016 Manila event and has since gone on to do a number of events with ESL, very large tournaments, um, hosting in Genting and Hamburg, Birmingham, Mumbai as well. And Ari is really a delightful individual. He's super, super well-spoken, very passionate about what he does, uh, both in the hosting world and also in his work as a sort of a wedding MC. He does MC events um, outside of the esports sphere as well. But we talked a lot about his sort of entry into esports and how that happened, how he sort of got in to working as talent at events. And we also talked a huge amount about his discovery uh, process in Dota as somebody who is sort of kind of learning the game deeply for the first time um, over the last couple of years. And we talked about sort of what it means to be a newer player in Dota and as far as somebody who's diving into it at this stage of the game's lifespan and what is important for new players if you introduce them to the game or if you are starting to take the game seriously for the first time. And his insight was really, really um, good for me to see as somebody who's kind of been playing the game for a very long time and making content about it. And uh, I do want to just say that this episode was filmed actually probably about a year ago now um, that I did with Ari. I just never really had the opportunity to release it. So I'm releasing it now. So some of the information in this is slightly outdated, uh, but for the most part, everything that we talked about is relevant now. And um, I just want to thank Ari for being on and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'd love to honestly just hear your story. Like um, I, I understand obviously you, you do a lot of hosting and just like general like you do weddings and stuff like that and you do hosting for events and then you live in manila i assume and so yes got the gig and and hosted it and so it's just like what was your first impression was that the first time you ever saw dota like hosting that no i've actually been i mean i've been hosting for man um i've been hosting for more than about maybe almost 15 years and um I was always actually into gaming since 20, 2008. I was actually, we had this show. I mean, I grew up playing. I mean, I mean, and that's why I was kind of very much, it's an industry I've always loved working in. And uh, right now it's like two industries I love. It's basically, you know, I mean, weddings is obviously something I love doing and esports and gaming. So it's basically these two industries that I decided, I think, three, four years ago. I was like, all right, you know what? These are the industries I really enjoy, so I'm going to focus on these two industries. Um, mainly because weddings, um, I get to stay home. I mm. stay in the country. Because if you really want to make it in esports, you have to travel the world. I mean, right. that's just how it is. I mean, if you want to make it, that's what it is. And when you have a family, when you're married, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to balance. And for me, that was not that's going to be hard for me. And I want to see, I kind of want to see my son grow up and I want to see my wife almost every day. So uh, that's the decision I made. So, I mean, weddings enables me to make that decision totally. because if I went and I can definitely do that full on esports, and I know I could, it's just, I would have to travel the world right. to do that and make that viable. I'd have to go fly and live out a suitcase and live in hotels and 
that's why I think people talent is like family when you see them. You know what I mean? Because that basically becomes your family when you're traveling. Sure. And I see how everyone how everyone is so close, and I can understand that because <laughs> these are the people you see most of the most times of the year. Yeah, you don't really but have anybody yeah. else at that point. No, man, it's it's hard. I mean, I I give it to talent to really grind it this way, man. It's hard to balance like your career and your personal life. It's hard, and for me, I just knew that that wasn't for me. But I love it. I mean, like doing like four gigs uh, a year or five, let's say for ESL or for, if I have any other things. But mainly, I decided to commit to ESL, and uh, I love it, man. I love it. It's uh, that's that's for me the best thing. I'm like I do four to five events a year, um, and then I just you know all the rest of the year I'm 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 doing weddings in between, and I'm for me that's the best. Like totally. I mean that's the that's the best sort of setup for me. But um, I actually. Uh, was always into we had the show called mog tv it's kind of like attack of the show okay type of setup here in the philippines and uh it it, it was um uh, something i remember hosting for about two three years it was a lot of fun um um uh, definitely beyond its uh uh it, it lasted a decent amount of time considering we had no marketing and it was great it was super fun but um dota started i think 2012 Okay. I was called MS, MSI Beat It with Mineski. Um, Mineski, of course, uh, now known as Met, Met Events. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they were basically at the forefront of pushing Dota in the Philippines and, of course, now Southeast sure. Asia. And now they're doing very, very well. I'm very close to those guys. I just played to the, I just played with the VP just like two days ago. Nice. Like till, till like six in the morning, dude. Lon, you know Lon, like Lakad Matatag, Lon, it's like Lon yeah. and Duno, like those two guys. So I was playing with Lon, and I knew, I've, I've known Lon since 2012, man. <laughs> and I said, Lon, I said, I basically told him, we've known each other since 2012. This is only the first time I've been playing, I'm playing Dota with you. This is actually the first time, like just a few days ago. Wow. I'm actually playing Dota with you. And, and we've known each other for like eight years. That's, I think... That was my impression with Dota, man. It's just, I've never played RTS. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't have the mechanical skills. Like, I never got into Red Alert, StarCraft, not even Battle Realms, which were the big games here mm-hmm. in the Philippines growing up, like, uh, back in high school. Um, but, uh, so yeah, man. That's I mean, crazy. So, like, because for me, I, I came from, I mean... When I grew up, like I got my first PC around probably like twelve or something like that, fourteen. Yeah. And one of the first games that I had was StarCraft. So like I literally that was like one of the first video games I played. It was StarCraft. And so I went StarCraft, Warcraft, Dota, basically. Oh dude, you got you got you just like <laughs> Yeah, you got it. It's in your veins. It's in your veins. So I'm curious, like when you see the map for the first time, like how do you deal with like th- you've got like a map, but then you also have a mini map of your map, and then you also have like a unit to control on the map, and then there's like so many different buttons to control your units and stuff too. Bro, literally <laughs> the first time I was watching, I was like, I loved what I was seeing, I loved the environment, but I had no idea what was happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, no idea, no idea, and it's it was like that for a decent amount of time. Um like uh it was like that even in esl i was just like of course when you you understand after watching it for a decent amount of time but 
you still don't get the the details of it of why it was so good and why that was thing but like, i mean let's say they 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 win a fight and you you know the t- other teams winning you're just like oh my god that's hype you can ride that that's easy but in terms of these little details and especially when i played i'm like again donnie i hated it bro <laughs> i i hated it man and you know it's so funny for i've i've talked to other people who've been playing way longer than me mm-hmm and and they pretty much hated their first time too. Yeah. What what I mean, what about it did you hate the most? Like just how I overwhelming hate, it was to just, I just do hated anything that I didn't know what to do. Oh, uh, okay. I just hated that. I mean, for me I'm the type that I when I'm going to decide to really get into something, I actually want to be at least very decent at it, mm-hmm. but if I really really enjoy it, I want to be like the best version of what I can do with that thing. That's that's how I am. Sure. If I'm going to dedicate my time to a hobby, I really want like this Dota I mean, uh, this big words, big goals, but I mean, I'd love to hit like high levels in the future, maybe divine or maybe immortal one day. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it's going to take years like to get there. And I, I, I can see the commitment. I can see the commitment that it takes to get there. But I mean, that's just the type of person I want. I, I am. I, I really want to get into it properly. Sure. So um, that's definitely something I, I do want to work on and to that level but i just didn't know what to do man i just didn't know what to do and that was for me like i know i'm doing bad but what's more pro- frustrating than that is i don't know why i'm doing bad gotcha yeah, yeah. that makes sense um that, you're, that you're just like was, that dying and you're like why does this keep happening like and yeah then, sure so from there what was do you remember like the first time that you kind of felt like you got it a little bit like what what was like a a fun game to you when you were kind of learning like what what actually Uh, made it enjoyable to stick with it because you have to enjoy uh, something a little bit obviously (laughs) otherwise you're gonna just quit you know there was well i did kind of somewhat not really pursue it after i started 2016 Mm -hmm. i i played off and on and if i'm being honest i mean there were like some shining moments when i was playing like for that four years since 2016 um but i would have to say um (laughs) i would say it was just recently Mm -hmm. it was just recently that um uh i really got into it um and that was since i basically worked with purge in that regard which um we basically did man like uh, that was just like a few weeks ago. Right. Yeah. I've seen a couple of your streams. It's, I mean, Purge is obviously an incredibly good teacher for the game. And he's, he's done this with several people in, in varying degrees. And it's always just like so much knowledge comes out in the sessions. And no, so- but I watch, I watch all your videos. I like you guys, like Purge, I, um, your videos, Speed, like wh- whichever, like I try to get into just to learn. Like I recently just watched your video about the five supports, hard uh-huh. supports in the meta. And I'm, I was glad to see Oracle on S tier. <laughs> I was just like, that is my boy. I love playing Oracle. Oracle is some someone I vibe with very nicely. Nice. So uh, I like playing that player. So I was like, okay, Oracle's S tier. I'm like, all right, this guy's fun. <laughs> um, I, I love playing uh, those heroes. So, I mean, it's just like there's so much out there um, where you can learn. But what I've realized is... There's information you're ready to learn, and there's information that you'd have to kind of just grind with to be able to understand well. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, 100%. Like, 
Um, I mean, I talk about this a lot in my videos where just like sometimes you just have to put in hours <laughs> because there is a lot of muscle memory and instinct that's involved in playing good Dota. And there's no like actual flow chart to a game, right? So you can't just be like, all right, you go here, then step two is to do this, then step three is to do this. Because while that might be true in an optimal setting, you almost never have an optimal setting. I really hope this, now that I'm invested in the game, I really want, I really hope it lasts for a long time. Right. I, I'm not going to lie. Gonna... Like as, as I've been building this YouTube channel and then, you know, I went full-time Dota like about three years ago. Yeah. And pretty much every day since then, I've been like, do I have like another year? Like, well, how long is this game going to last? Like, is Valve going to kill it? You know, it's there's always like that anxiety that, of like, are we going to make it? it? <laughs> I get it. I'm like, are we going to be good? And uh, and I remember like talking to Slacks even. It's like, Slacks, what happens when, you know, let's say the game doesn't thing anymore? You know, what what, what happens? Uh, and he's like, oh, well, you just die with the game, man. You just <laughs> go down in the ship. That's what you do. And it's like such a Slacks thing to say. Sure. And I'm and I'm just like, but, you know, I understand it. And it's just the reality of games, man. Like, yeah. you are at the mercy as well of, you know, the public, like Valve. And, like, you're just, please take care of it. There's so many people, like, uh, uh, heroes. Uh, that was just, like, heartbreaking. And you see something like that actually happening. And you're just like, oh, man, that's just... It's, it's, I can understand. And now that I'm into the game and I'm invested... Um, yeah, I really wanted to do well. And what I was so thankful for, um, after talking to Purge, um, after we did our old session, I was like, in all Purge, the best thing about this is, I mean, honestly, the reason I did it, I'll tell, I'll tell you this, Donnie, the reason I got into it, I'm not going to do something I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just not. And, um, I was going to give Dota a shot and I said, all right, listen, you, you were a bit traumatized with how it started. It didn't really work out well. So you needed a good reason to kind of get into it. So I'm just like, all right, I, I really, I dug deep and I was just like, okay, what's something you love about, you love hosting, you love this community. Okay. You love entertaining them. You love doing memes. If you learn this game properly, you will be able to do all of that better. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just like, okay, that's going to be my motivation. No matter how frustrating it's going to get, you know what I mean? You, yeah. You're going to go for it. Because this is something I've always wanted to do. It's just I never had the time with how busy events can get. But naturally, now we all have the time. Sure. So so that was for me. I had to come with come up with a reason to push through the frustration. I, I've known that you would go through with this game. That's a so, really good point. I, I like that a lot because I think that's probably something that's missing for like 99% of the player base is they don't have an external motivation. They just have the MMR. Yeah. And they just have like the leaderboard. And that's why you have and a lot me, of really angry people because there's like no, and, and, there's nothing else except for frustration at that point. Right. And for me, that's, I think one of the, that's not a very healthy reason to do it for one of the things, like those were the reasons I did it. Right. I mean, you have to have a good reason to do it. And um, I remember I had a Reddit um, post where I had a little bit of a realization. And I'm, um, I'm going to send that to you after we have our talk, but cool. um, just for reference. But I realized because there was a point where I get calibrated mm -hmm. um, when I was, because I was uncalibrated 
um, uh, when I was doing this with Purge. And at the end, the last episode, we were just gonna be like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna calibrate myself." Mm-hmm. To, to that's we're gonna end it with that. So I calibrated to Guardian Five, right? Mm-hmm. And the calibration games from that week because i had to play 10 10 ranked games right to get calibrated because there was a reset because i played before but i mean i played those ranked and it was only one to get calibrated um but um apparently it was reset so i needed to do 10 um i was getting stressed out um and i realized there was a part of me that was basically um making it about the mmr Mm -hmm. and uh, when I finally got the game with Purge, we had really, really good momentum and everything. And uh, just to go on a tangent a bit, um, he basically said he he was giving me the the key things, which I felt that were like the main things that would get any new player to understand Dota at least um, properly. And he he gave me three objectives. Actually, wrote it down. It's on my Google document. Beautiful. A little peek it's inside right. the mind of Purge. <laughs> yeah, and he, he, he gave me a bit of a thing. And he said it was... And, and that was one of the key moments. And I remember we were talking about five, right? And this was the key. This was the, a key one for me in that sense when we were talking. Um, and this is just coming from like just... A, yeah, there you go. The three most important things for Dota. And he, he basically said... It was pushing lanes, pressuring enemy heroes, and be in the position that gives you the opportunity to engage. Mm-hmm. Like, those three things. Those three things. And I have sub-points for all of that. But those were the main things. Pushing lanes, pressuring enemy heroes, and to be in the position that gives you the opportunity to engage. When I finally realized that myself, because that's when it was an aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. That's when I started understanding the, the basic concept of what it takes to win. So pushing lanes, pressuring enemy heroes, and being the position gives you the opportunity to engage. So those three things, when I finally got that, when I finally understood that for myself, um, that's when I really started enjoying the game. And I, for me, I think this is the most important. This was the most important point for me. That was, I think, episode three mm-hmm. with Perch. Because if I didn't come to value this myself, I would never... We would always go back and forth. And I said, Perch, this is the most important episode for us. Because if I didn't value this for myself, um, then we would just go back and forth. Mm-hmm it would end up being very, very frustrating. You'd have to get me to the right track. Um, and it was these three things. pushing, Even just pushing lanes in itself, just like get objectives. Right. That in itself. Like, Otherwise you get caught me, up in the vanity metrics, right? You get caught up in the kills and the last hits and the gold and what items you have and how much damage you're dealing. But none of that actually matters, right? No, it, it exactly, Donnie. That, that, that's what it was. It, it didn't matter for me or it's just your actions didn't serve purpose. Mm-hmm. And because it didn't serve purpose, you're not given, you don't get a decent amount of fulfillment. You know what I mean? Sure. The reward the reward I feel was not aligned with the big picture of winning the game. You know what I mean? So these last hits, and here's the thing. 
uh, you can have someone maybe not value these things, but last it really well, you know, do these things really, really well, actually win a few team fights or, you know, not die. But if they, and probably better than me, but I don't think this person, you're not going to get fueled to push further. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're going to end up hitting a wall and being frustrated. Yeah. Um, just a little anecdote. I mean, like one of the biggest things that I've been working on personally in my own games is the idea of trying to set up the conditions for the next fight as soon as the mm-hmm. first one, as soon as the last one ends. So, and and I picked this up because I was watching Dubu, you know, the, the coach of Crazy and former MVP. Green, yeah. Green guy, yeah. Great guy, yeah. And he was breaking down a replay between Secret and Navi. And mm. um, Secret had won a fight, and Dubu was like, all right, now they need to go push out these three lanes because their ultimates are down. And by the time that the lanes are pushed out, then the other team will have to go deal with the lanes instead of just running at the heroes that have no ultimates. And so basically, they were avoiding the next fight that they would certainly lose because they had no ultimates if they pushed out the lanes because then the other team had to deal with a different objective than just running at their heroes. And so stuff like that is like what really makes the game cool to me because it doesn't have anything to do with like damage. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and that's that's rooted in these three objectives, right? Exactly. And the thing is, I think, and it got me to think, Let's say if you look at the, if you look at the, I don't know, I, I didn't, I didn't cross check it yet, but it made me think, I think if you're going to teach someone a game, uh, this game, it's definitely, you have to help them value these three objectives or something close to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because for me, if you, I would, if I learned the mechanics of last hitting and I learned the mechanics of all of these other things. Um, but I don't know what for, or it's not aligned in these three objectives that's going to get you to get, you know, um, that's going to get you to win the game, then there's no reward or there's no fulfillment with the actions. You know what I mean? Right. You just fight and then the game goes back to status quo because nothing's actually progressed, right? There was just a fight yes. that happened. Somebody won it. Doesn't matter because everybody just goes back to what they were doing beforehand. There's like yes. no, no progress. Or even if, like, let's say you fail at all things that are done within the game. But if it's someone, let's say you take a different player who values these three things. But but even if they're bad at last hitting and they always die and everything, but they end up valuing these three things and they have it in their heart that okay, these are what I needed to do it's going to still fuel you forward because it's like, okay, I needed to do these things to achieve these objectives. Mm, I just did it. You know what I mean? Sure. So even if you have someone really bad at team fights or any, any of the things, but he ends up valuing he or she values this, these objectives, I feel that's going to still propel and fuel that person to push forward, to get better at those things rather than someone who ends up not valuing those things. Because you need, I got you. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you need, you need to know what you're doing it for. You need purpose behind your actions, and you need to know, and that you you need to be able to be fueled, some shape or form, or motivated, in regards to why you're doing these things in game. Because if you're not, and there's no purpose behind the actions. And you only get that by valuing these three things. 
it got me to think because I'm just like, does the game teach you this? Does Valve, did they put together a tutorial where it's like these three things? Because if you do that, it doesn't, it, it regardless of your mechanical skills or skill level, you will eventually be motivated to get better. Right, because you're you actually know? playing like, I, I guess that's a very good point because the three the three things that you highlighted are really the core concepts of the game more than yes. anything else, right? It's not about the heroes. It's not about the items. It's not about any of that. It, it's literally those are the three things that enable everything else that you're trying to do in the game. That's it. Like yeah. you learn, you learn a hero, you learn whatever hero you want, but that hero will have a purpose because you value these objectives. Sure. These mean what Purge would call the chain. Like this is the chain that just gets things. And then when I got that, Donnie, when I got that man, I was just like, I enjoyed the game so much more. Cool. Regardless, regardless of my skill. And I, for me, I think that was the biggest thing. And however advanced I get eventually, it's always rooted in these three things. Or just, I mean, I'm sure it's paraphrased one way or another, but it was rooted in these three things. And I'm just like, I got it. And I enjoyed the game. And when you value, when your actions have purpose, that's when you're going to get enjoyment. That for me. Very because, true. I mean, that holds true in life. So yeah, why you know, not? You in know a game? what I mean? Yeah. No, that's it. I mean, sorry, I'm very thing like that because I like I like analyzing these little things that make it. I like analyzing the mental and emotional side of things. I, totally. I've always been interested in that, and me and my wife are very much like that. So we like. So I, I like like I told you my reasons why I did it right with Dota. Mm-hmm. I need. I was honest with myself. I needed that, and for me, I'm like, all right. If I'm gonna really get the good at this game, I need to really enjoy it and do it for the right reasons. The same way I've d- done it with pool, because um, I play a lot of pool. Okay. I do. Actually, I, I've, I've been able to win a, a oh, championship yeah. right there. Yeah, that's right. Nice. For, for class uh, O and A, I'm class A right now, which is basically divine. Okay. And class O is like um, immortal, and a- anything above that is like professional. Gotcha. So okay, cool. So I've read this. I read this book, Donnie, called "The Inner Game of Tennis" by Timothy Galloway. I don't know if you've heard about the book. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I've heard that one specifically. I'm currently listening to the book called "Mind Gym" by Gary Mack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who was a professional baseball player in the major leagues that wrote a book about the mental game and, and flow state and stuff like that. So I, uh, I'm. This is this is my shit part of my French, but like this is what I'm all. This is actually why I got into esports is because I played baseball all the way through college, and nice. I, I wanted to be a professional baseball player for my entire life, basically. And then it nice, didn't it didn't work out. But I've coached sports. I've played sports. I've been coached. Like this is what I lived, and I noticed that. In esports, it's just a bunch of kids who have no coaching, no semblance of like structure to how they're approaching the game. It's the, the same. Game. It's the same. But they're doing the same stuff, right? So yes. all you have to do is introduce some of the concepts that I learned from sports, like coaching and support staff and like mental game and physical game. And all of these players that are in esports will like 10x their potential in, in the sport. I agree. And I've applied all the concepts that I've learned to getting better at pool to Dota. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I've been doing, and uh, it on it 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 works, bro. Yeah, it works. Yeah, I believe it. So, and uh, so I read this game. I read this book, The Inner Game of Tennis, by Timothy Galloway. And again, 
So that's it. Like these three points, if you're talking about aha moment, bro, this was the most aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. And I realized like I would not enjoy the game. And this is for all beginners out there. You, you have to value what it takes to win. Mm-hmm. Because even if you get good at last hitting, even if you get good at team fights, even if you get good of all these things, if you don't value these objectives or these core concepts of what it takes you in, your actions serve no purpose. Mm-hmm. And you won't get the emotional reward. You know what I mean? Totally. It's, it's, it's kind of like praying. Like if you're going to church and you don't really believe in God and you're praying, your prayers don't serve purpose. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's the same thing. And you take away the fulfillment and the enjoyment of these actions that you've taken so much time and it all it it doesn't it has to be you that values it you can't be someone that tells you you have to do things and you're like yeah, all right, all right, all right. you're not gonna give yourself that emotional fulfillment and that enjoyment and you have to truly value it you have to say i get it this these are the things that it takes to win these three things do you know what I mean? Because I'm sure oh, there are like yeah. maybe 3K, 4K, 5K players that are maybe very, very, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe even two, let's say 2K, 2K, 3K players. No, who, you can, you can go as high as you want. Like there's, there's like rank, I, rank 500 immortal players that are terrible at the game. They're just very mechanically skilled. Like really? Yeah. And would you, I, I don't know. You would know this Donnie better than I do. Would, do they value these things? Like what we just talked about, these three objectives, what it takes to win, or the core concepts? Uh, probably more so than a divine player. Probably more so than yes. an ancient player. But at the core concept, no. Like when I when I talk to to Jenkins, uh, when I would talk to you, hear it from like BSJ. You hear it from yeah. you know these pros that are now analysts, Kyle Sindarin. Yes. They have so many stories of playing pub games with people that are maybe even higher rated than them that just have yeah. no idea. Like they just are have no serious? idea. Yeah. They're just clueless. Like they're No. You know, here's the thing. Like you can get really high MMR if you just play really broken heroes and last pick them over and over and over. You know, that happens a lot. There's a lot of people in the immortal bracket who are just they pick Broodmother and Huskar and Meepo last pick every single game. And, and they get high. If yeah. you're doing that, you know, you can probably win 60% of your games, if not more. And over time, that's going to put you in a mortal bracket. But do they know why they're there? You know, Huskar, no. he's very good at taking objectives. Meepo, very good at taking objectives. Broodmother, very good at pressuring yes. heroes and taking objectives. These, yes. these heroes do the three core tenets, right, of, of winning Dota. And they do them very, very well. And they do them in kind of like a solo style, more so yes. than many other heroes do. But do the players actually understand what they're doing? Maybe, but maybe not. And definitely in a lot of cases, especially, you know, as you go below the top 500, once you're in just like general immortal, once you're in divine, yeah, people are just doing random stuff and it, it works out for them more than it does for other people. Like legitimately, but because they're more mechanically skilled than understanding the objectives, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's actually mind blowing. Honestly, like it's fascinating. I actually played a game today where I had. So I'm I'm sure that Purge has kind of explained to you how like supports kind of control the early stages of the game, and then they pass it off to their cores, who then take carry them right. Yes, they pull, they have to do all these things, make sure that, you know, your core gets experience. 
Right. Yeah. But it's the support. The supports control the early game, right? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, you've kind of experienced that, right? You've seen that. Like, the supports, because of... You know, their spells, they're they're harassing, they're pulling, they're manipulating waves, they're moving around the map. You're right. If, if, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Because if not, then your cores can't get formed. Like, right. I mean, if, if you don't do these things, your cores get, can't get stronger. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and you also notice that a lot of the supports happen to have, like, really strong spells at level one and two, right? They've got yes. stuns, they've got lots of damage, they're very good at hitting heroes with their spells, but then that kind of yeah. falls off as the game goes along. Yes. But in those early stages, they tend to be very strong. And yes. so I had somebody in my game, and I'm I'm 5K, so I'm not I'm not, you know, a super high level mortal player, but I'm I'm 5K. I'm okay at oh, the game. That's very good, dude. Yes. And my support in my game, who's probably also around 5K, because you know, <clears throat> matchmaking, he literally said to me, I don't care about the early game. Use the support. He's like, I don't care about the early game. It's not the job of the supports. To do anything oh my in the God. early game, and I was just like, "How are you in my bracket? Like, how how is this something?" I, okay. Exactly. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. And here's the thing, man. Uh, the realization that I, when you have people like that, I almost feel I don't. I don't want to say sad for them. It's just that you can enjoy the game so much more if you just start valuing these things. <laughs> yeah. You'll you'll have so much more enjoyment. Like. And for me, it's about enjoyment. I mean, why do something you don't enjoy? You know what I mean? Agreed. I mean, so that's mind blowing that they get this far ahead in the game and in MMR, but they don't value these three core concepts. And I was just like, and man, I'm like, I'm one, I'm one point, I'm one to seventy right now because I lost a bunch. I, I calibrated at one, one four, one thousand four hundred. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm enjoying the game, man. I'm like happily, like, uh, you know, figuring these things out, mm. and uh, and because I value what it takes to win, I'm like, all right, these are this is inarguable. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's inarguable, right? You cannot argue against these three things. I mean, or is it arguable? Uh, no. I mean, basically, so the three are once again to repeat them. It's pushing lanes. Pushing lanes, pressuring enemy heroes. heroes yep. Pressuring enemy heroes and be in the position that gives you the opportunity to engage. Right. And I would say you could probably even simplify that third one as to just like play to your team. <laughs> like your, yeah, yeah. I mean, right? that's it. Yeah, play to your team. Uh, it's just the, the words that resonated for me so sure. that's why i use this wording because i'm like I, I was in the moment i'm like all right this is how i got it so i'm gonna write it like that totally so yeah man and would you say that these are core concepts that like for dota for the game of dota at the very least um let's not say moba but yes. let's say you know yes. dota in itself is that these are foundations right um yeah i would probably add one final one which is that please um and i i think that this is very important and and maybe it, it's potentially wrapped up in one of the other ones because those could be, yes. you know, fairly general. But I would say that if you do choose to engage, it has to be for a purpose. That's the biggest because it has to be a fight at an objective. It has to be a fight to take over a part of the map. There's no like that's probably one of the biggest things that people do wrong because they see other heroes and they just run at them. 
and it could be in the middle of the map, it could be on their side of the map, it could be on the enemy side of the map, it doesn't matter. They're just going to run out the heroes. But if you actually consciously say, we're fighting here, because if we win the fight, we take this we tower. Take, we take this tower, yeah. Right. Or if or we fight here, then what we can do is we we get the we hopefully get the Dusa and stop him from farming, and we get to ward their jungle. Something yes, like that. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I'm freaking. I'm writing it down, Don. <laughs> I'm opening my Google Docs and I'm writing it down, man. And uh, okay, so we went on a tangent, right? With sure. with these things and. One thing I just wanted to share, because you said, like, you know, what, what were those aha moments? And for me, the second most important one, if not as important as these three objectives, and I think has kept me going. And I wrote, I wrote this on Reddit. I, I, I thought it was very, very important because I thought, I mean, I mean, I'm 33 years old, man. I'm, I'm a dad. I'm a father. So, you know, you see these, these people younger, in, you know, who are a little bit younger than you, you, you kind of want to share. Man. Hell yeah. You want to share <laughs> and kind of guide them because I was that kid once and I know how it plays to play, sure. to grow up playing. You know what I mean? I'm, it's a different world right now, but I think it's more or less the same. That's why I love this industry so much because, I mean, when I see like these, you know, the younger generation, you know, these, these who I was like, I was, I was 18 once, I was 16, I was 14 once playing games. And I can just, you kind of just can relate because it's kind of like some shit of form you when you were younger, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I, I can connect to the end, to these guys so easily because I'm just like, oh man, this is basically me growing up. So um, I, what I realized when I was calibrating, I, I, I was starting to not enjoy. I was starting to get a bit um, frustrated mm -hmm. and I'm not, a, I'm not an easily frustrated, I don't get frustrated easily. Um, and I was starting not to, more importantly, not to enjoy the game. And I took a step back. I'm like, why am I not enjoying what's going on? It's like, oh, frick, fuck, you're, you're playing ranked. You're worrying about your rank. That's mm -hmm. it. Because you want to make sure that um, you play well so that you calibrate to a good rank. And the reason you're doing that is you want to calibrate to a decent high rank. You at least want to get a work on or something like that to calibrate there. That would be great. And basically, it's a very vain reason. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's vanity. And uh, I'm going to reference what I learned with the inner game of tennis by Timothy Galloway. And things, this, since this is something you're interested in, I, I, I shared this as well in, when I was working with Purge. And he said that the key thing, there are two selves when you're playing. Self one and self two. Um, self one is basically your mind. And self to is your body. The key is when you need to make those you you have to make sure that self to just takes over, because mm -hmm. he's he what he says is your body is already designed to do amazing complex things, like driving in itself. He referenced uh, when I was listening to the audiobook. Uh, he said that already takes so much coordination, decision making looking at your surroundings, just the just standing up and walking takes so much coordination and all these, you know, little brain, you know, uh, jolts that get you to do that action. Your mind is a very complex and amazing miracle of a thing. It has the ability already to do all of these things naturally. And what, you know, they, you talk about flow and being able to go instinctual, right? Mm -hmm. 
he said, when you have to let your body take over, you have to let self to take over in order to reach peak performance. And the first thing that usually gets in the way of performing and letting yourself to take over is self one, your mind, mm. basically. And he said the first key thing to get to that place, and this is, he highlighted this very well, and this takes a bit of a journey and some self-assessment and honest reflection to, I feel, do authentically and truly, is you have to remove judgment from what you do. You know what I mean? You simply have to look at things as they are. Remove judgment in what you do, even either if it's negative or positive. And he, he did, he need tennis, like tennis, for example. He said, when, the, when let's say you, you, uh, you hit a serve and you, you fault, right? You double fault for some reason. The, the person who served would be like, oh, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, that, that was frustrating, right? And he said, I don't like that action. And his opponent, he's just like, oh, I like that action. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. So you've attached a positive and negative meaning to that action. If mm-hmm. you double fault, it's, it's bad. Henceforth, you'll have this, you know, you'll have this dialogue in your head like, oh, that was fucked. That, that was horrible. You know? And eventually, if you keep going that direction, and if you pe- keep adding these meanings to your actions, like when you double fault, let's say you're practicing, you miss a serve, and you're just like, oh, that sucks. I'm like, oh, your grandma can do better than you. And then eventually you have this dialogue when you keep, because you put meaning to these things. Mm. Eventually be like, okay, that's horrible. And, and eventually he says, you're going to get to the point where you're like, I am no good. You know what I mean? I sure. suck. You know what I mean? And then eventually when you start saying that to yourself, you're going to start to believe it and you're going to be able to, you're just going to have such a negative energy and aura towards the game. You know what I mean? And here was a really interesting thing as well. It, it's just as bad with positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. He said, because if you say, oh, that was good. That was amazing. I feel great. I want to do this again. You know what I mean? I'm going to repeat that action. You know what I mean? I'm going to get all my last hits. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to freaking get I'm my gonna go old on a win property. streak. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go on a win streak. You know what I mean? I'm going to hit my, I'm going to hit my, uh, echo perfect i'm gonna blink echo perfectly you know what i mean you put positive things it will then pressure you into make sure that you repeat those things right do you know what i mean so what what's gonna happen there is you're gonna end up pressuring yourself so that when you fail if you fail doing that blink echo or whatever you want to do or getting that win streak you then will fall you'll you'll have a bit of a fall and a drag down you know what I mean? Mm. So that for me was also very mind blowing. I was just like, so positive is just as bad as negative because you're setting a precedent of an ideal action. Mm-hmm. And he said that the best thing to do is to simply look at things as they are. Just remove judgment. What are you hit the fault? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because maybe you bought, you hit the net, double faulted. Maybe something happened. There, you were dropping your elbow. There was a reason to that action. And basically, that's basically it. You have to remove judgment from your actions to be able to quiet yourself one, which is your mind, so that you're just focused on just these things. It's just, it's, it basically said that there's no good or bad. You simply have to look at things as they are. 
Sure. And yeah. I, for me, that was mind blowing. And I, when I learned that, I frick, I won a tournament, bro. <laughs> there you go. So after I read, and here's that thing. Oh, I'm just going to get this trophy because I'm so proud of it. Like, <laughs> Do it. Do it. So the thing here is, um, so this was a nine ball tournament, right? Mm -hmm. So there it is. So I, I got, I was a champion. It was, cl it was class O, class A. This is the highest level, the highest rank. It's O and O is the highest level. If you're O, that's like the highest level. People can basically put up a decent fight against pros. Um, when I won, I'm going to share this story. And I shared, uh, I, people start calling you champ. When okay. you when you become a champion, like it's there's a community in pool as well. It's wonderful. It's just like Dota. It's in in any other you know game or sporting thing. There's a community here, and when you walk into the pool room, they start calling you champ, Donny, and that feels really good, bro. Uh -huh. Like like hey champ, I'm just like yeah, in, in, inside your head. If you're gonna be honest with yourself, like oh that feels good being called champ. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when you play other people, there's this intimidation, just like, oh, I'm going to lose. Uh, he just won a tournament last week. You know what I mean? And you're just like, I like this intimidation. This feels good. You know what I mean? Sure. And I, I was shooting, and I, I remember being in that. I was in the zone when I was playing that tournament because I just, I just remembered to just stick to that. You know what I mean? But when I got all these external things coming at me after I won the tournament, I lost my game, bro. Mm-hmm. I lost my game, man, because I loved what it meant. And I'm just like, oh, you're playing good. And why are you playing good? Oh, maybe because, you know, oh, I got this. I got my stroke good. I got this book. I'm doing really, really well. You know what I mean? And what happened then is I lost my game for a decent amount of months. Mm -hmm. And it was incredibly frustrating to be able to be in that zone and play that well. Because I, I basically attached this sort of positive meaning in a sense and i got attached to those results and i wanted to repeat it and when i missed a ball i usually didn't miss that is when like all right all right you're messing it up what's going on okay okay no just get back you're fine you know you're good you already won a tournament you got it you know stuff and there was this mental there was this mental thing man it was a cycle that started and what happened was is i lost my game for a good amount of months and i only was able to get it back when i went back to the basics and i just started looking at and there was a long amount of judgment man i was like what's wrong you won a freaking tournament you already did this man you got this this is the time to get better and to get to the next level you know what i mean that's what i was telling myself yeah you can already just you're gonna be o plus because that was my goal for myself you're gonna make it o plus you just want an a plus you're gonna make it o plus you're gonna do this and the more I was thinking that way, the more I dragged down and the more I really just, really just, my game was not the same ever since. And it all started because of those, that thought process. And I, I, I judged myself and mm -hmm. I put these positive meanings to my game. And uh, I only was able to do it when I took a step back and I was honest with myself, okay, what are you doing? Oh man, I think you're just... And I have that. I know. I. I, I mean. I've. I like having conversations and reflecting. And um, the the only way that I was able to really kind of get out of it was when I was really honest with myself. I'm like, all right, you know what? Maybe maybe you're kind of thinking about the wrong things so much. Because uh, even if you know these concepts, uh, Donny, you really have to truly kind of have it in you to do it um, genuinely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Because if you tell yourself, oh, I'm going to remove judgment from my head because you know that's the right thing to do, but you're saying it to yourself, you know what I mean? It's kind of like saying relax. You know what I mean? It doesn't actually work very well. <laughs> it doesn't actually work. No, no. It's like you have to relax. You know what I mean? You have right. to relax. And you're just like, you're thinking about relaxing, which is getting you to not relax. You know what I mean? It's just the same thing. It's a very complicated thing. And I think most people get don't even think about it or just tend to just want to shy away from it because it's frustrating. But it's worth looking into. You know what I mean? And I I'm think the best the best players, I think, in any field or in any game, I think, think about it really, really well. OG is one example. I had a three-hour conversation with Seb. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god um, talking to him is so it's he's he's wonderful he's a he's <laughs> a we had a three-hour conversation about these mental things mm. and he sees it he has an understanding of it right and i think it's partly the reason why i think that team has reached the level oh, what he was 100 trying... I, I spoke with him at the boston major at the after party yeah. for like 20 minutes about this and you know coming yeah. from my sporting background and i just like we were just like mind meld talking about this. And I was just like, this guy is going to be so successful because he understands what it takes to, be, to compete. Yes. Yeah. He gets it, bro. And he gets these concepts um, in his own way, but he gets it. He gets mm-hmm. the core things of it. And what he was doing by talking to his team the way he did. In like, if we're watching True Sight, TIH, right? Mm-hmm. What he was doing, talking to his team, guys, to forget about it, focus. He was getting them out of their heads. Yep. That's what he was doing. And do you notice there was a contrast between them and LGD? Yep. There was a moment when they were supposed to win game three or game four. I think it was game four, right? They were supposed to win. That was LGD's game. And I think it was Earth Spirit that came in. There was this play at Radiant that got, got them to win the game, right? It, it was Jarex who did this crazy play. I just can't remember what it was. But... Basically, LGD was supposed to get game four, right? It was either game yeah, three. Yeah, they were supposed to win three and four <laughs> and five, <Yeah. laughs> to be they, honest. They were supposed to. <laughs> but I think the biggest one was four. Four, four, definitely, definitely. Because that was the rally. That right. was the rally to come back yep. for LGD. They were supposed to win four, but they lost and uh, because they were supposed to win three, they were like, all right, let's get serious. You know, that was that thing. They were supposed to win four and something happened. Mm. And I think the biggest loss, and I was talking, I remember talking to Purge about this as well. The biggest loss was when FY went to his coach and said, look what happened when you did this. Or something like, it was something like that. I can't remember what it was, but it Mm. was part of true sight. And the coach stayed silent. He was just like, and he just kept walking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if you contrast what Seb was doing and what their coach was doing, he was not dealing with those emotions that was causing these people. Obviously, you had this frustration that you lost a game that badly. Mm-hmm. He wasn't getting him out of their heads. And I think ultimately, that's when things kind of went inside out for LGD. And that's for me, for me, okay? And I'm not even thinking, for me, if because I value these emotional things, these little things that get you to get to that place. I think that that ultimately, for me, was the reason they lost. I agree. It was a hundred percent a mental loss. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, because if they were both peak performance, you can see games where both teams are just in the moment and in the zone, and it's amazing to see. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Imagine LGD OG when both were just in the moment and in the zone. 
oh my god if that was an historical it would have just blown everyone out of the water yeah. you know what i mean if it was just lg at lgd it would just be split second decision making whoever just did it faster than the other would win the game you know what i mean i mean earlier that ti when they played liquid and and liquid looked really good and then yeah i think it was like the it was in the upper bracket and lgd 2-0 liquid and both of the games were over in like 25 minutes and i don't think i've ever seen better dota played in my entire life like it was that yeah it LG, was that lgd i was like there is no way any team beats this team like i've never seen a team play better dota ever wow wow <laughs> it was so and, dominant and like so they so obviously that, had the ability to do that so if that lgd showed up at the grand finals you think it would have been a different case yes Really? It it would have been and that's the thing, right, bro? That was the thing. Like And I think and they I did what, is the thing. I think they did show up in game one and I think they showed up yes. in game two and then they started to break because that's it. OG did what you're kind of talking about, which is that instead of you know, basically how Dota works is it's a game of mistakes. Yes. Right? There is no perfect and game. It's impossible and to play. Capitalizing on mistakes, yes. Exactly. So inevitably. No matter how good you are at the game, you will make a mistake. You will. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you you're will. the best player in the world or the worst player in the world. You're going to make mistakes. You will. And exactly. so the thing about OG is that they just didn't care about mistakes. No. And, and LGD did. Yes. Yeah. That's it. And they eventually paralyzed themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and they just didn't move as well as you know they were supposed to. And people are saying, ah, oh, this, but... It's that mental hesitation that might give you maybe half a second of execution than you're supposed to. You know what I mean? Yep. Or even like a second. Let's say a full second of hesitation is could be already the match, right? Yep. And, and at this high level, it's those little minute things or these little micro things that's going to get you to win the game. And just like you said, OG didn't care. They were flowing, bro. Mm-hmm. And you can see it. They were just there. They were in the moment. They were enjoying themselves. And I think that's it. I, and I, I, I love that. I love, I respect the amount of time that they've taken to do that. And you know they valued it when they started investing on a sports psychologist. Oh, yeah. Yep. Same one for Astralis. I'm just like, when yep. they did, I'm like, these guys could win again. Yeah, yeah. I had the exact same reaction. As soon as I heard that, I was like, these guys are going to win. It's, it's not even close. They're the only yeah. ones that actually understand what's going on in the yes. competition of these pressure moments. Like, And and I've spoken to all these teams. I've kind of, I've been around them for a good amount of years. I've been around EG, all, all of these guys in tournaments. And I I think OG really is the closest to valuing these things yep. out of all the teams. And that's why they're doing so well. And I think it's just only going to be a matter of time yep. while everyone else starts thinking about these things in esports. The same way in sports. Sports, NBA, dude, a lot of people know these things. You know, I mean, they yeah. come to value it to a certain point. Not, but it's so hard to be able to master because it takes self-awareness. It takes knowing what you do, you know, what you're doing and what you're not doing. It's just, it takes really a good amount of self-awareness to be able to pull this off properly. And it, you really have to just value those things to be able to do it properly. And OG is the type that, val when I talk to them, like these are guys who know themselves and to know who know their teammates. Yep. When I, when I spoke to them, why well, I interviewed them a few times, um, I'm like, no tail, Anna, Jared, the way they talk, you know, 
oh, um, I was talking to them. These are guys, they know themselves and they know their teammates. Mm-hmm. And they know how they all, there's just, they just know them, they know each other and themselves more than others. But uh, there's, there's, a, there's a difference. I can see the difference and I sure. can feel the difference when they speak. So, and look at where they are now. And you know what's so thing? This, this is the highest level of Dota. They've achieved these things. I think this is where you get, at this state of mind, the best sort of enjoyment. Yes. You know what I mean? No, oh, tail, no tail has more fun than anybody else. No Tail is having now, more fun playing now. the game than anybody else. Period. No, now, 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 yeah. now. More so now. And I think they've come to this right thing because they're valuing these things that I can see No Tail. Because when you win the first TI, I think you just, it's two things. If you're valuing just playing the game and enjoyment, just being in the moment, you're going to keep wanting to keep going that way. But I think if you value MMR, or and there are people like that um donnie at the highest level yeah if you value mmr and just you know being the best you can be in a sense where you're just like i'm the champion i'm this those are the things you value once you get it you're gonna lose that's it you might lose purpose Mm -hmm. you might lose motivation you know what i mean and uh, even if there are unhealthy reasons for what I feel, some people have gotten to the highest level just by MMR or just wanting to be the champion. You know what I mean? Sure. But I think when you have someone like No-Tail and OG in the team, or maybe just No-Tail in itself, he just loves the game and playing it the best possible way he can and express himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can express himself as a player truly because he doesn't care of all these things that would get you just self-absorbed or vain or just these external let's say shallow it's a bit shallow you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i mean i don't want to call it shallow but maybe in a way that just doesn't give you much meaning you know what i mean or fulfillment i guess sure uh i don't think he he's gonna be the type that will continually enjoy the game until he retires if he just continues this way yeah i I can see that i feel and when you win a championship now i think one way or another because i mean a championship matters regardless of what you value and what you don't right i think notel is just gonna have the most fun now than he's ever had because the strings are like fully off at this point right it's just like fuck now he can just do things he's always he's always wanted to do you know what i mean like i'm gonna shaker five he's like diving tier threes at four minutes into the game right now (laughs) he's just trying shit i'm just like you know what i'm done i did it man so i can just express myself differently i can try new ways and that's a guy who truly truly loves the game so much to its core he loves it you can feel it man he loves the game he's just so happy and I'm honestly happy for him because I think that's a prime example for, I think, the proper mentality and attitude towards the game. Mm. And because it doesn't matter if you've won TI or thing, 5K or maybe you're just 6K or everything. I mean, everyone has their levels that they reach. It, it, regardless, you can enjoy yourself, man. You're going to enjoy yourself. And honestly, I'm, I'm Guardian 5. I think I'm Guardian 4 now because I dropped a bit. But for me, these are the things I value. And um, when I reflected, when we're going back to that conversation with rank, right? I said, I was not enjoying myself. And I needed to be honest with myself. I'm like, all right, I, 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 can, I can see what I'm doing. So I'm valuing rank too much. I'm valuing MMR too much. And I want to be happy, man. I'm just at the type. I mean, I just, I just want to be happy and I want to enjoy. 
So I shifted and I was also honest with myself. The moment I stopped sh- focusing on my MMR and wine rack and I just focused on the things that happened on that game, that's when things, the frustration melted away. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on uh, what did you do wrong? You know what? You weren't hitting your last hits when you were pulling. That's one thing. Because if you, if you just hit all your has- last hits, you'd be closer to getting level four at that point. Maybe you could have helped a little bit better. I'm like, that's something. Okay. Then I got excited. I'm like, I want to work on my last hits. Right. Suddenly you're oh, learning I'm... again instead of just yeah, like you complaining know I mean? basically, right? Instead of just trying to attach value sure. towards my actions, like self-worth towards. And that's what I said. I wrote this thing on Reddit. And I said, my, my main point was like, um, your MMR or how you are in ranked or how you're doing a game should not be attached to your self-worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because if you do, you're, you might end up going in a very unhealthy route. And one day, even if you're really, really high level, um, one on days or weeks that you're doing bad, you're going to look at yourself as, a, you know, not worth shit. You know what I mean? And yep. you're going to also in turn treat other people the same way. Like, oh, man, you, sh- you suck. And honestly, one thing that I find very, very unhealthy, not just with Dota and with others game with other games. And I think I don't know with, with I don't. In most games, they have this way of looking at noobs. There's this superiority. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're a noob, whatever, report. And for me, I'm just like, I feel so bad for these guys. And for me, I'm okay, man. You can tell me these things because I, I value these things. I'm going to be all right. But for other players who don't necessarily have the same sort of mentality or attitude towards things, I just see that if you're like, let's say, ancient looking down, everyone under you are just like, oh, you suck. Like, like this, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying that's all of them. You know what I mean? I'm saying that there's a certain attitude towards, oh, you suck, report them thing. There was this jug who was horrible just a few days ago, and he was just like, please report me sort of thing. I, I know I, I didn't do as well as I did. Just report me. And I'm just like, dude, don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> he was asking I mean, to be reported by the team. He was asking oh, to no. be reported. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I'm like, ah, the kind of words that were probably thrown at you, bro. And honestly, listen to everyone who's like in a really good place and really good. If you want this game to last longer than it should i mean you have to care about these noobs man yeah you do because they're the future your kid is gonna be a herald you know <laughs> your little brother your sister is gonna be a noob man and they're gonna go through these things when you foster this sort of attitude you're just creating an environment and a cycle that maybe one day someone you care about is gonna get into and it's gonna get that sort of you know, abuse and sort of, I don't want to say abuse, but I guess you can call it abuse as well. Yeah. But that's sort of, they're going to take that and it's unhealthy. And you're, I don't, honestly, what you're doing, you love this game, right? You're killing it. You're killing it earlier than it's supposed to. You know what I mean? Sure. You're yeah. taking the life, you're taking the lifespan away. Noobs are the lifeblood, are going to be the long term lifeblood of any game. When you have noobs coming in, that's a really good thing, man. So, I mean, seriously hug a herald dude seriously man i mean you know i mean it's just true true that's what I, that's that's what i think and i think I, it's not just with dota it's with all these other so many other titles what i feel it's the same and i think the attitude towards noobs quote unquote is not very healthy 
Yeah. And I think because noobs were treated that way, when they start getting better, they're going to treat noobs. It's kind of like that whole, you're a rookie, you're a rook. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. I don't think that's healthy. I think there's a good significant part of any sporting or competitive community that's like that. And I, I don't believe that's healthy. But there's also a wonderful nurturing part like you, like a lot of people who like nurturing these the next generation of players. And I think you wish if you have that more than you don't, and that's a question, Donnie. Do you have it more? Do we have it more than you don't? Are we more, are we more discouraging than we are encouraging as a community? Because you would know better than I do. It's just I'm just basing it off my limited experience. You know, it's hard to say, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you about this mm-hmm. because, you know, I've been playing the game since release. Really, like I, I had, I had beta access. Um, I didn't play consistently, obviously, but yeah, you know. And I played Dota 1. So I I don't remember what the learning process was like. It was too long ago. Um, but everything that I hear is that it's not very good. It, you know, the tutorial is, is non-existent. The resources are pretty non-existent uh, outside of, like, people actually doing research and finding they videos. Have look, they right? have, like you guys. They have to look into you guys. Right. They have to look into you guys to learn the game. Go on. Yeah, I'm and, listening. And so, you know... I don't know. And, and even for myself, you know, trust me, <laughs> I I get plenty toxic in games and, and call people bad because they don't know as much as me and I shouldn't do yeah. that. But it's just like it, it goes back to that frustration. Obviously, that's never going to happen if I'm just caring about, you know, the, like the core tenets of the game. But yeah. You know, over time, the frustration builds for people. I think I think there's just kind of like this cycle now where people have invested so much time like the the upper echelons at least in yeah. hours have invested so much time and then there isn't really any maybe they've forgotten why they initially liked the game and, and that's normal yeah and and so you know like for me what initially and still draws me to dota is it has like unlimited creativity i see you know we're, yes. we're still seeing somebody played ember spirit position five like a month ago in a professional game and won like Ember Spirit, yeah. We just had sni- we just had Sniper Four Sniper last night. Four, with, like, with, like how is this stuff still happening? Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's bananas. That's what makes the game so awesome. And until you see moments like that, I feel like a lot of people forget that that's the purpose of the game. The game is for you to basically figure out how to break the game by doing something or express weird. Express yourself. Right. Just express yourself. You're like, you know what? I want to do this. That's yeah. it. I'm gonna. Yeah, and yet that's like the I, number one thing that people complain about. You're not picking a meta hero. Why would you pick this hero? Why would you go that item build? You know, because everybody's forgotten that the game is about creative expression instead of winning. All everything right? is everything is all games are. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, you just want to truly express yourself, and yeah. but it's hard to do that when you value all these things that we've just discussed. You know what I mean? Yep. If you value it in a way, and I think those values, like. I, and that's hard to teach and that takes a while and that takes a conscious decision from it would take a long time to reverse because honestly society and everything it doesn't really nurture these sort of things you know true. what i mean true it's a dog and dog world i mean it's it's a whole different conversation yep. you know what i mean i mean the world doesn't necessarily encourage you know this sort of thing i mean you do well you don't either you're better you're at this level you know you're this 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 there's an economic ladder and it takes self-awareness and taking a step back to really kind of detach yourself from those sort of values, those sort of things, which I feel are wrong values. 
totally. Um, but for me, I think you were asking me is how was it like that for me? I think the best thing you can do is it's going to be hard to change the community. But if you can do it like one person at a time, where basically you start with yourself, basically, then you'll in turn start affecting everyone else. You know what I mean? Right. You just have to set an example, right, at the end of the day. That's it. And at the end of the day, for me, it's just, I mean, I can't do anything about this guy just calling me a noob and just saying and everything. But my response to them, I have control over. You know right. what I mean? And and how I respond to those people, I do have control over. And there are honestly some instances where I am just being really nice. I'm just like, I mean, I'm just not putting them down. Like this guy, I and I'm not saying I'm a really good player. I'm Guardian 4. But there are some people that you meet that kind of don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, like that jug. That jug just a few weeks, please report to him. Like, no, don't worry about it, man. Just learn from this. You'll learn from this and you eventually get better. Because I was there one time where I had no shit. I had no idea. You were there one day. Yeah. You, at one point, Shaper, you were there. You were there. Totally. So, I mean, that's not something I don't want to be put down. You know what I mean? I don't want to be already, you know, frustrated more with that of myself than I already am. It's like, yo, listen, man, just enjoy, enjoy, you know, just learn from this. Watch your replays. Don't worry about it, you know? And he he was he was really you can see you can feel at least from the one screen from your screen to whatever you know wherever <laughs> he is in the world like I, I think he feels a bit better yeah. you know what I mean and I, that's great I was just gonna say I I can't even tell you like how almost just relieved I have been at the end of some games where somebody made a mistake and then somebody other than me was like sorry guys let's go over here. And then like, yeah. and then it's just like, okay, that, oh. that, that could have been the game. Like this, this carry died really yeah. in a stupid way. It could yeah. have been everybody blaming him. And then the game's over, even though we're like 20 K yeah. ahead, the game's over because he doesn't want to play anymore. But and, or they, what I hate right now is like GG, yeah. you know, they type yeah. GG. I'm like, come on. But bro. instead he was like, oops, the guy was like, oh. Hey, that's cool. Let's go over here. And I was like, Yes, all right right and then the game ended and everybody typed gg and we went on to the next one and it was a beautiful experience and that's what that i want my great. dota games to be like yeah it's great but the thing is you have control over that exactly i mean you have you have the control to respond that way and honestly i'll, I'll say now it feels better to respond that way yeah rather 100%. than not you know what i mean if i say okay you suck or even if i'm saying it to myself oh you suck man or like all right he doesn't know what he's doing or stuff like that even that internal dialogue kind of just drops the enjoyment a few notches down. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you really, even if you don't type it, but if you start thinking it, you're just like, oh, man, okay, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then you're starting to have this negative vibe towards one of your teammates. It takes the enjoyment out of you. You're just like not enjoying the game as you should. But if, if you truly say that inside your head, but if you're just like, that's all right. If you really mean like, it's all right, he'll learn it. He'll be okay. And shit happens, you know what I mean? Or if you just, you know, don't attach yourself or don't have that internal dialogue about this other person, you're really going to enjoy that game more, man. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to enjoy yourself more. And I think it's that sort of mindset that I think that would be really, really healthy. And you know what? I'm going to share it, man. I, you know, one, one moment, I had the same, my aha moment with pool. This was my aha moment with pool that I'm applying with Dota. And I think this is the reason why I think I'm able to move forward with this sort of attitude, regardless of my level. Is I realized the difference of what it was when I was enjoying myself and how it was when I was not enjoying myself. 
that was the biggest thing for me. Mm. The difference, seeing the difference was the biggest moment. And I remember because I was really kind of fixated on getting high in rank. I wanted to associate myself with the best. You know what I mean? It's a very human nature thing. It's normal. Course, like I want to, I want to associate, I want to associate myself with the big boys. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to be on, I want to be shoulder to shoulder with these guys. These, the one of the, I want to have conversations and play games with them. I don't care losing. I just want to play with them. Right. You know what I mean? I just want to be associated with the best. And that's, I think that's human nature. You got to accept that about all of us have that. It's just, Either you let it take over, or you let it don't. You you you're aware of it, right? You know what I mean. Um, but I, it was part of me that was taking a step back, and I was already reading this book, you know, the inner game. It was honestly life changing, Don. It was really like I'm like, man, these are important things you want to learn, and it's helped me outside of the game mm. in my own life because I've realized things about myself. You know what I mean? Sure. Because uh, and uh, I. I was thinking to myself, you're actually, Ari, you're the type, you've always struggled with validation. You've always had validation issues ever since you were a kid. I mean, you, you know how you grew up. You've struggled with these things. So you know where this is coming from. These are not new things to you. These are things you're aware of. And you, even if you're aware of it, you'll still struggle with it. You know what I mean? It's just about trying to find a way that works for you eventually, doing things differently. So I said, you know what? You know what you're doing. You want to be associated with the best. You have these validation issues that you know that you struggle with ever since. I mean, and you want to be associated with these. You want to be one of the good guys. You want to be one of the best. You want to be class O. And these are the things that you're valuing right now. And pool is something that I played ever since I was a kid. You know what I mean? That was a sport I enjoyed. I played that with my dad. I remember falling in love with the sport. It was great. I genuinely enjoy this game. I love playing this game. I do. But here you are, practicing, playing, and you're not enjoying. And this is a game that you supposedly love genuinely, but mm. you're not enjoying it. When I realized that, I'm just like, and my wife always told me this because I guess I've, I've always struggled with this about myself. He said, you should just enjoy yourself. And, and it's these little things. I mean, we all get, you know, you, you realize things about yourself when you're supposed to, right? You have these right. aha moments. Totally. You know, you can't, you, can't, <laughs> you can't force it on anyone. It's just going to happen at your own time. So all these things that my wife said, I never enjoyed myself. It just clicked when she said that, oh, this is happening. I'm not enjoying pool, a game that I love so much. I'm not enjoying it. Mm. And when I realized that, I'm like, I remembered it. I'm like, okay, this is how it feels when you don't enjoy. I got it. I label it in my head. I just say, all right, this is how it feels. This is the feeling. So I was aware of that feeling. And then I tried to remember the times when I was just enjoying. And when I won that tournament, when I was playing, you know what? You know what I was just so happy about, Donnie? I was just so happy that I was able to play my game. Nice. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I played my game. I played the way I wanted to and the way I wanted. And I just played my game. That, more than the, this title, more than this, you know, this trophy, I was just so happy I was able to play my game. And yeah. that was that just got me. You know, I was just, I was so happy about that. You played the way you want, you played your game. You played the way you wanted to, the way you, you know, the, how you wanted to, you just did it, man. You did it the way you wanted to. You didn't beat yourself. You just played it the way you did. So would you say that that's, that's a big thing for Dota then too? Is you got you to gotta yeah. play the game your way, right? Yeah. You got to play the game your way. And I think, and this is just, I just was, 
I just didn't let these things that usually get in the way of being able to do that get to me at that time. But it got to me after I won, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, everyone's calling me champ. (laughs) And then I lost it. I lost it, bro, because I put, and again, it's removing judgment from your actions. You're just like, you know, it's not good. It's not bad. They simply are what they are. And for me, that was the first step. And when I did that, I wrote this long Reddit post because I feel I'm sure a lot of people go through the same thing with the game. So I'm going to share my thoughts and hopefully, you know. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's perfect. And I think, you know, that it's easier said than done, honestly, because we all have our own issues. Donnie, I'm sure we all struggle with our own things, with our life. We all, you know, go through certain dark phases and that's normal and those are valid, you know. But sure. you, you got to accept them and just try to really... Cause what works for you might not necessarily work for the next person. Right. But I think the process is more or less the same. It's just you do it your way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it is a climb. And it is, you know, it is definitely a lot of work and a lot of honest conversations with yourself. And, you know, knowing the difference, whether or not you're actually genuinely doing it properly or you're just saying it in your head. It's those type of things. But it's so worth it, bro. It's so worth it. It took me years. I'm 33 years old, man. But it's so worth it. And I think one thing that's also someone like you who's nurturing so many people, it's worth it because once you learn it, it's so much It's so much easier to instill that with a younger generation. Mm. You know what I mean? Because sure. they're not really set so much. You know what I mean? You're just like, if you have someone and you instill that, let's say someone you know, in their teens or maybe even younger, you know, someone, then that's just part of them already naturally. And it's harder to shake off you know what i mean yeah that's something we're trying to do that's something we're trying to do with our son we just see you know it's just innate it's instinctual and we want to protect that with him you know what i mean want to make sure okay you're gonna go through shit son your life is gonna pound you down and it's gonna be fucking hard but at least if these are the things that we can instill eventually at least you learn how to get yourself back up easier than someone who doesn't you know hasn't learned these things at this early or it's not instilled so Again, I mean, it's, I'm honestly, I'm guardian for, and I'm enjoying myself. I really am. Just a few days ago. Yeah. Just a few days ago, I learned the difference of focusing on a certain hero on teamfight. I just knew that because before I'm just like, okay, you're pulling, you're winning your lanes at my level. You're, you're pulling, you're winning your lanes. My goal was to win just the first 10 minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That was my goal. And now, just a, two days ago, we played till six in the morning, Donnie. Um, uh, I realized we were losing the game early. And what, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna just uh, clarify. I was winning 10, the first 10 minutes, we were winning our lanes, but there were times where we were actually, I was lo- we still ended up losing, you know what I mean? And now I'm at this point for me, with my own discovery where I'm just like, um, we lose at team fights and I know team fights are very, you know, they're very complex and there are different ways that certain heroes, you know, match up against others. But it was this team fight where we were losing early mid game and uh, they were beating us and we made this decision. All right, let's focus on the drow because the drow was basically doing the most damage. Mm-hmm. And we jumped at the drow. And then after we jumped at the drow, we jumped at the witch doctor. Um, and then it was just us ignoring all these three cores. Mm-hmm. These all other 
these all these other three, and we were just focusing on either the drow or the witch doctor. But it was mostly the drow. We just jumped straight for the drow because she was giving she was giving us the most problems. And bro, we we won that team fight. Of course. And I'm just like, and I'm like, we. It's just I can't describe how it was to realize that for myself for the first time. You solved the problem for the first time. We, right? Dude, and I just saw the difference. It's just like, and it's so fulfilling, bro. I'm just like, we won this team fight because we shifted our target. Yeah. We didn't focus on the bristleback. And obviously, that's already self explained You don't focus on the bristleback. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> we stopped. We said, fuck the bristleback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get the drow. She's squishy. We can kill her easily. We killed the drow. We killed the witch doctor, and we did that three, four, five more times until it was such a satisfying win, bro. Yeah. Oh my god, Cece, I'm still getting emotional right now. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I was playing. I was playing out of my mind, man. I was just like, ah, oh, I was making these decisions so quickly, and I was flowing, and that felt so good, dude. I'm Guardian Four, man, and I honestly, <laughs> that that felt good, bro. It felt good. There I you go. It. So, yeah, I mean, that was for me so far, I think, if I'm going to share, like, the journey I'm at right now, it's just, I mean, I don't know how far I'm going to get, but I just, I think you'll already, it would be worthwhile if you're just enjoying yourself every step of the way, you know what I mean? And I'm enjoying learning about the game. I genuinely, I'm genuinely enjoying. And what I really think about understanding it, like, after my session with Purge, I said, Purge, you know, the biggest thing about this is now I can get that much more connected with the community that's been, that's given me so much already. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because of Dota, I've been able to travel the world. I've been able to support, you know, my family in a way. They, It's, you know, this community has given me so much because they chose to take me in. And now I can get excited, genuinely get excited for the same things you guys are excited about. It's also the reason why I think you reached out, right? I mean, you, you, I can have this conversation with you right? because I really, truly have really loved the game. Like, dude, I get it. It's, it's fun. You know right. what I mean? And you're a divine player. I'm a Guardian 4 player. And here we are talking about these things. You know what I mean? Everybody's had just, the same experiences at the end of the day, right? Like, yeah, in and, varying degrees. Yeah, and when I go on ESL or I host and I talk, and eventually I can start talking to you guys at more intimate levels once I understand the game more. And or any any when I'm walking around, I can just have a decent conversation. Like, oh, I love that lion T-shirt. You know what I mean? Right. I'll genuinely <laughs> love that lion T-shirt because that's my fucking hero, man. Sure. It's these little things where I am able to actually build deep, build deeper connections with the community. It's been so good to me. And I, I don't take that for granted because you can you could have gotten any host, you know what I mean? Sure. Would have done a job just as good. But you guys, you know, this community took me in. And I'm so grateful for that because I'm like, man, I mean, look what I get to do. You know what I mean? I love entertaining people, you know, and I can do memes better now. I can just meme the shit. I love memes. I love memeing out. So <laughs> there's just so many things that I can do now on a level that, you know, most would be able to connect with as well in this community. And that gives, that makes me very happy. You know what I mean? So totally. that's something I'm also very grateful about. Hey, 
I don't want to take up too much more of your time. We've been on the call for a while. Um, All good, man. All good. I've enjoyed the talk for sure. I I do want to ask you one other question that is kind of like pertaining to the journey. And that is, do you find that when you are learning a new hero, like, because each each hero has different flavors, right? Yes. And do you find that you almost inevitably lose a lot of these things that make you enjoy the game or make you feel like you're competent. Like you suddenly you're you're playing a new hero and instead of being able to focus on anything macro, it's like, Oh my God, how do I move this hero? How do I cast my spells? And suddenly you're, you're back to square one, right? So there's like this entirely recursive journey that you have to go on every single time. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, this happened actually because thanks to your video, Donnie, um, <laughs> I I wanted to try out Grimstroke. Okay. Because you're just like, okay, S tier, Grimstroke. All right. Oracle I vibe with. And I think also there's certain heroes that let's say if you try to hurt new hero, there's just some heroes that you just get. You know 100%, what I mean? hundred percent. hundred percent. You know what I mean? It's just like, even if you played it for the first time, there's just like, all right, I love this hero. This hero feels good. You know what I mean? And I think it would be a different experience in that sense. You're just like the whole dropping down to square one wouldn't be as bad because you really enjoy being at square one with that hero because you just get it, right? So, I, but that wasn't the case with Grimstroke. And I, that wasn't the case with most heroes, I think. <laughs> there are certain heroes that I vibe with really nicely. But um, with Grimstroke, his movement speed was extremely sl- slow. Um, his attack and everything, and I'm just like, all his abilities are interesting, but I was just like, I wasn't enjoying. I was just like, okay, not not Grimstroke. I know, I know, I know. Elevated said he's S tier, but not Grimstroke. Keeper more than Keeper more than Grimstroke. Okay. Oracle more than all those three for me. It's just I think I express myself better with Oracle. So. And I've only played Oracle just a number of times. But yes, yes, I do. And that's when a lot of uh, the community has echoed, you know what, just focus on a hero pool. Don't don't focus on too much heroes because you want to be instinctual with these heroes. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe just three or four or five, five at the most. You know, and I think I'm going to follow that example and just, uh, but I'm still on a constant discovery of to see which those I still will try new heroes, but I think I'll value if I enjoy playing that hero or not. Yeah. Yeah. Th- okay. So perfect. That's, I, I was wondering what that kind of, what that was like, cause even still for me now, you know, yeah. like I'll, I'll play a hero that I haven't played in like six months. Yeah. I will just feel so clueless and the game will feel so hard and i will feel like i am awful and i'll get frustrated easily and i'm just like how do i not play this hero well like i played it before or yeah or it's similar to something else that i played but it there's something to be said about being like unconsciously competent at something right and being able to actually put it into practice under stressful situations Question though, like you were able to play that hero six months ago, was that because it changed because of the patch, or did it just was it just like the hero pretty much played the same? It's just it was just felt different. Uh, no, I really just think it has to do with. I think I think Dota is one of those games where if you are not currently up to date, as in like mm-hmm. you played this hero yesterday, 
Like it's, yeah. it's going to feel weird because every hero has different move speed, turn rate, attack You're animation, right. spell right. cast You're animation. Right. You're right. So you even see it in pros where like, um, you know, GH's hero pool when they won TI7 was Keeper yeah. of the Light, Earthshaker, Elder Titan, mm. and Tusk. He played four heroes for like the entire tournament. Maybe maybe there, well. maybe there was like one or two other ones, but they were played like once or twice, and that was it. And so, if if this is literally a TI winner who's <laughs> only playing four heroes four for heroes. for like thirty or forty straight games, yeah, because that's all he feels competent to play at the highest level at. You and know, that's sure, fine. Sure, put him on Magnus. He hasn't played it in two years. He's an amazing Magnus player, but I guarantee you, he loses the game against the top yeah. tier competition, hundred percent. Yeah, because you don't get to that instinctual place where you're just like flowing with your hero. It's like you are the hero at one point. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's kind of like feel the car. You are the car sort of thing. It's <laughs> exactly. the same thing with kind of the same thing with the hero. You're just like, um, and it's, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I vibe with Lion, bro. I really do. But I God, recently played. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know now. Right now he does. Yeah. But sh- I only realized how much he was not as competent right now when I played Shaman. Mm. So I, I played sh- I played Shaman, and I'm just like, oh my god! I just feel that I'm contri- uh, contributing better to the team and the fights and just the entire game with Shaman mm-hmm. right now because Shaman is just yeah. essentially better than Lion right now. Hopefully that changes in a few patches. Right, but um. I'm loving Shaman, man. I'm like, oh my god, this is great. You know what I mean? And uh, and that's why I understood, like, like you have Jarek saying, looking at Earthshaker, you have Blitz looking at Storm, just hoping that they're better now. Right. And it's like, please bring this hero back, because I just love playing him, you know what I mean? So I guess it's, is it about finding comfort heroes within the meta, right? I guess. Yeah, I mean, that is a very interesting point that you bring up that makes it even harder for newer players to learn because you are correct. And and I've been so guilty of this so many times where I am like, this hero is good. I it has to be good because I am good at this hero. Yeah. And then you play a hero that's in the meta that pros are picking that has a 60% win rate in pro level pubs, and you're like what the hell is this game? I don't even have to play. I just exist yes. and I win. Like, how yes. is this possible? I've been working so hard and so stressful every single game to win games on my favorite hero. And yeah. I play one of these good heroes and the game is simple. It's just easy. You're yeah. just like, oh, and it's so it's so frustrating to know that these minute changes to your hero, to your boy, yeah. to your girl, you know what I mean? Have paralyze them in a way that you're like you destroyed my boy man yeah lion that's my boy man you messed him up and i can't play him and you want you're looking it's like you're looking at lion's eyes and you're looking like i don't think this is the time for us right now you know what i mean we have to have this honest conversation and this hurts for me to say so but I then think, yeah. sorry to interrupt you but but then there's the thing where like somebody's gonna come along and i mean I have 250 games of Lion. I love Lion. I, I love great. Lion. There's something satisfying about using Finger of Death to blow people yes, up. It's just it. so good. That's it. 
That's it. it and and Perch has said the same thing. Is there any other skill that is satisfying when you kill as Finger of Death? And he's just huh? like, nope. Nope, nope, there isn't. Maybe Culling Blade, but it's very, very close between those two. Maybe. I haven't tried a Culling Blade, so I have to try that. But the, the thing is, is that this is where I, I feel like Dota is the most lacking because people have just boxed Lion in to position mm. five. He sits in the lane. He hits his stuns. And when the stun numbers are good, he's a good hero. But when the stun numbers are bad, he's a bad hero, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you actually look at the hero, he has a 90 damage talent at level 10. He has one of the best yes. Aghanim Scepters in the game. The best. One of the best. I agree. I played him as an offlane like a month oh, ago. Shit. What the hell? And I hit level 10 very quickly. I went treads. Okay. I had... Okay. Eight kills in the lane. Wow. Because I was against a juggernaut and I just played the range game and poked him and poked him and poked him, stunned him, killed him. And then yeah. I got finger of death. Same thing, killed him. And then I roamed, got finger of death, another kill. I had like a 14 minute Aghanim Scepter. Oh my God. That's and beautiful. I straight up carried the game as an off lane lion because I right clicked for like 250 damage at 15 minutes into the game. And I had like you, a. You got, the 90, you got the 90, you got the 90 damage. Hell yeah. Sure. Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it. it was just a complete you know, paradigm shift of how the hero could be played. And is it good? I don't know. But if I do that in like five games, I'm going to get reported in four of them, you know? So yeah. there's like something about this experimentation that's discouraged, unfortunately, because, you know? That can't be good. Maybe the hero's not good, but maybe it's just not good the way it's being played, you know? This maybe happens that's over true. and over and over. I mean, like I said, supports. It's just till one pro says, "No, boys, this is how it's done." You know right. what I mean? Right. They're like guys, wait. This and you're just like, like right now because of support sniper. How many pubs have just been validated by Absor last night? Seriously, all they're of them. Just, they're just all like, they're like, hallelujah. He just, he just created a religion. That That's thing, what he that did. thing is in every single one of my games. Every yeah, single but one. But he validated <laughs> exactly. He won a grand final against you know vpp now oh you know vp with sniper they want to they want a game they they want a series in the grand final and that just validates the thing but if it can't be done if it can be done with sniper why can't it be done with all heroes you know what i mean right so <laughs> i guess it's kind of like you know um it's not more of the hero it's just encouraging the mindset of a community towards experimentation yes. right yeah because that's fun i mean like Okay, what can we try? It's like it's basically not not putting down the experimentation rather than just like encouraging our oh, man, I respect I respect what you're trying to do, bro. I respect what you're all right. I hope you figure it out, sort right. of thing. You know what I mean? You know what I, I wish? I, I, I wish that hmm. you would only be able to unlock heroes and ranked if you had achieved like level five or something like that on Dota Plus on them. Cause then you've actually put in the work to understand the hero at some level. You know, like, I don't know if this would actually work, but just imagine if ranked was only people playing heroes that they had like 50 games on. And suddenly ranked becomes a place where everybody understands their heroes instead of like this guy saw Thompson play Ember Spirit mid. And even though he's an amazing invoker and OD player, he's now playing Ember Spirit for the very first time in your ranked because games. because you're rewarding, you're rewarding that you're rewarding that sort of like competence attitude yeah you're just like okay wait you have to be level 
five. Sorry, you have to be a certain level, level five, fifty games with the thing. Let me think. How would that work? If I was that and we played rank, I wanted to play. I think it also it somewhat takes away the experimentation part of it as well. It would, it would for sure. You know what I mean? Because it's basically say that you have to be good at a hero for it to play at this level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It kind of discourages the whole experimentation that you just mentioned that would be great. You know what I mean? But you get to experiment it at normal matches. So it's not like you can't play that hero. It's just you also get to play that hero at a higher level. Right. Once and then if you come started, into a game... Ex- and let's let's say you like if if you are let's say you're a level twenty two sniper you've played you know like yeah. four hundred games of sniper, and somebody picks position four sniper and they're level twenty two sniper are you going to be like oh why would you pick that hero? You're probably going to be like, eh, maybe this will work. He's got a lot of sniper games, you know. That is honestly interesting. It's interesting. I would say I would love to see how that would affect the because I mean it's a good plan, but it's one thing when you have an idea, but when it's actually executed within right. the community, that's when you really see okay what sort of things will it, I think it would create a push and pull with the community, but I don't necessarily know if that's going to be good or bad. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's very interesting. I think it's like all right, only unranked you get to play heroes that you played a decent amount of time with. Um, I would lower it from maybe let's say maybe ten games or maybe twenty games. Yeah, than 50. I was just kind of 50. Just throwing out 50. Yeah, but, 50 is a but, lot yeah, for yeah. sure. I would say twenty, maybe fifteen, twenty. Just I mean, learn. I think fifteen is a good, a healthy number. You got fifteen games with it, or maybe even ten, ten to fifteen. Let's say, just to I- enable to play it a little. Okay, maybe twenty. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking about like your progress of learning I'm, I'm a hero, like, right? <laughs> I'm like maybe more than that. That's All right, not so five be. games in, I finally figured out that I could read the skills by holding Alt, and then I actually yeah, understood what yeah, the skills yeah. did. Maybe twenty games. Maybe 20 games. <laughs> so honestly, that's a really interesting idea, man. I, that's a really interesting idea. And uh, honestly, I think you you get so many interesting ideas from the community, and uh, I yeah. I mean. It's just having the open forum with Valve, I think, has been a echoing frustration I've seen, where you have all these wonderful ideas, but I don't know if there's necessarily a forum for it or an right. open, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not just in our game, it's just with so many other things as well. But I mean, you obviously have a, a solid amount of people who's been playing this ever since 10 years ago. And I I really really hope, and this is a I'm a 33 year old that got into the game after playing it, finally giving it another shot since four years ago, and I'm enjoying myself. So it's really that much of a wonderful game, and I I do hope Valve takes care of it. I Me mean I, I I really do because I mean it it does mean a lot to a good number of people. So. I mean, I really hope they take care of it because this is the type of game that you can express yourself with for a very, very long time. For a yeah. very long time. Like, this could easily last decades if you wanted it to. Yeah. It just I evolved. Completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah.